Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun. And scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about the dynamic couples have when it comes to Christmas shopping and the impact it has on your financial intimacy. And Dave Ramsey had this to say about Christmas. He said, Christmas is about giving. Be outrageously generous. Have fun. Enjoy the process. Then keep it up all year. Hey, and I'm going to just step in here right now for all of you guys. We are recording this late this week. Um, Elise and I have been under the weather. We're here. We're making this happen. This may not be the greatest show, but we're going to make it happen because we believe in the One Extraordinary Marriage family and you guys. So just extend us some grace. Elisa over here is is doing the best she can. I'm feeling much better, but it has been a rough week. Thanksgiving was called off. We haven't done anything for, gosh, a good week right now and uh, trying to recover. So let's jump in now. <laughs> Well, let's start with a hug because I think I probably need a hug. I need to hear the hug um, this week. And for those of you that don't know, a hug is really an opportunity for us to be able to celebrate you guys and celebrate the wins that you have in your marriage. And this hug came from an iTunes review that we received. And, and just as a side note about iTunes reviews or, or anywhere that you guys have an opportunity to leave a review, when you do so, that is actually an opportunity mm-hmm. for you to impact someone else's marriage, mm-hmm. right? Because people come and they search for they search for podcasts, they search for shows on marriage or relationships, and it's what you all have to say about how the show has impacted you that actually gives them, you know, the idea of whether or not to jump in. And so we just yep. want to thank you um, when you do that because it means so much to others that might be looking for a show. This hug starts with my wife and I had our twentieth wedding anniversary in June. We married at 19 and 20 wow. respectively and had no clue what marriage looked like. I can attest to that. Having been 23 and Elisa was 22, we were at that same point. Well, and I don't know that you ever know what marriage looks like when you get married. It doesn't matter how old you are. That's true. We were in a 19-year nosedive and didn't see the crash coming. And, wow. And that's... Um, mm. Well, life distracts you guys. Yeah. I mean, right? Like it distracts all of us from what's going on in our relationship. Thanks to the one family and many other resources, we have renewed our marriage and are spreading the word to other couples that are struggling. We've learned that intention is needed daily and that complacency has no room in marriage. Yep. Which is what we've been all about is be intentional and take action. And that is amazing. I love it. And, you know, as Tony said at the top of the show, one of the areas where, you know, this whole idea of taking action and and kind of avoiding that complacency is when it comes to Christmas and Christmas shopping and this whole, you know, everything that gets wrapped around financial intimacy in the month of December, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, Christmas is, I, I find it interesting every year that, you know, without fail, Christmas shows up on our calendars on December 25th, always, it's a different day of the week, but it's, it's a different day of the week. December 25th. Right. Like, you know, it's the whole, the Christmas trees and the stockings and the Christmas lights. And, and there are still so many instances where it seems like it just sneaks up on us. 
right? Where it's like, it was January and then it's December and what happened to the intervening 11 months? And, you know, it's not just the parties and stuff like that, but it's that financial part, mm-hmm. that, that financial aspect of Christmas that gets us going, well, okay, well, how much, how much are we going to spend this year? And who are we shopping for this year? And it's better to have that conversation earlier in the year, in January. I know it's a tough conversation, you guys. I get it. Elisa and I have these conversations as well, and they're not the easiest. But having the conversation of who we're really spending money on and how much really allows the two of you to have that bond in your financial intimacy and to expand your emotional intimacy. But the reality is is that even though you and I sometimes talk about this in January, we still find ourselves in December going, okay, Mm -hmm. well, who are we shopping for? You know, did, did, did some people kind of quote unquote make it on the list this year and we need to get gifts for certain people and, and how are we shopping for you and I, and what else do we have to think about this year? Cause you know, let's face it. If you're listening to the show when it first comes out in 2020, there could be a few other things that you guys have been juggling Mm -hmm. when it comes to your financial intimacy. And excuse me, it's not just like, this show is not just about like who you're buying gifts for. Right. Like, let me, let me just say that from the get go. We're really digging into what does it look like to, to build financial intimacy. And and it's okay. If you did not start in January this year, it's fine. You can still make this happen starting in December. You can still make this happen before Christmas because if, if, if you can get into this idea of if we build our financial intimacy, we can actually reduce our stress and, and have a less stressed Christmas then, then whatever you take out of the show is actually going to be beneficial. It's okay. You know, and here's the beauty of Christmas. January is right around the corner. So even if, you know, this year isn't, you know, the home run that you hope it to be, you can take all of the ideas and just roll them into starting in January. And you know, that's like a month away you guys. Right. So Mm -hmm. like run with it, run with it. Cause we've struggled over the years. Right. You know, there have been Christmases where, you know, Tony, when all of his cousins lived here in Southern California and we'd get together for Christmas and, you know, cousins have spouses and and cousins have kids and you have aunts and uncles and and everybody else getting together for Christmas. I mean, there could easily be, I think at our biggest, what were we like 20? I don't remember. 25 or 30. I don't know. There were a lot of people. And so if you start going, okay, are we buying forever? That's just the people that show up on Christmas. That's not extended family that lives far away. That's not friends. Mm-hmm. You know, what does that start to look like? Right. We, we've had the, art, you know, we, we've done the, like the Elster, like where families, you know, couples will just buy for other couples and then there's a set price limit. Um, we've had, you know, let's just exchange lists. You know, how much are we spending on the kids? Like these are all conversations that happen. Mm-hmm. And need to, and need to, and, and, I will have to say it's been wild over the years because Elise and I typically are the ones that would step out and just go, Hey family, like we need to address this. Like, is it really worth us going crazy for everybody to buy a $5 gift or a $10 gift for one another? Mm -hmm. Or can we change things up? Like Elisa said, the Elfster was a, it was a way of us just putting everybody's name basically in a hat and it automatically generates who you get. And we would then be able to spend, you know, 40 or $50 on that one person instead of $5 for every single person. And it depends on who, how your family is set up, uh-huh. right? I mean, there, there are family dynamics going on here that you have to address. You got your folks, you got your in-laws, you got extended family. You, th- th- there's so much that's going on. But do realize your family, you and your spouse, your kids, your immediate nuclear family 
This is who we're talking to. Mm-hmm. This is your financial intimacy. And you need to guard it just as you were to guard any other area of your life. Mm-hmm. You need to put guardrails around it. If not, somebody else is going to hijack it and going to cause issues. And after a while, I got sick and tired of my family hijacking our finances. And so we had to take a step and go, we're going to change this up. We're going to put some guardrails around this. I get it. You guys want all this, but we don't have the money to do that. And if we do, we blow our budget, which then impacts our emotional intimacy. It impacts our spiritual intimacy. It impacts our sexual intimacy. And I don't need that for another 10 months of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. And I want to say one thing, you know, family is not always intentionally trying to hijack your fa- your financial intimacy. You know, there may have just been, it's just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's always intentional. I don't think it's intentional either, but when, when they, they don't see everything and mm-hmm. so they need to be, they need to be educated and they Correct. need to be informed on what's going on because they sometimes think everything is great. We've been doing this, we've been doing the One Extraordinary Marriage Show for 10 and a half years now, almost 11 11. years now. And there are times when my mom has come up to me and go, I had no idea. And you know what? She's right. She didn't have any idea because we didn't just go up to my mom and my dad and just be like, hey, this is what's going on in our marriage and in our lives. So they see a perception. They see something. And with that, they then make an an informed decision or an uninformed uninformed decision which then can hijack your financial intimacy. Well, and that actually then comes, just even using your example right there, it comes back to how you communicate with your parents. True. Right? Because if they're making a decision based on the information presented uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to gifts and things like that, then, then that's a communication piece. That's an emotional intimacy going to extended family. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, but bringing it back to Christmas and your financial intimacy, yeah, and what this looks like. I mean, we're bombarded. Literally, you guys, I think starting th- this year, we were probably starting in July, people were talking about Christmas, right? And, and you get the marketing messages and then, then, you know, Black Friday deals that are like Black Friday used to be a day in November. And now I think in 2020, it was like most of October and all of November. And I think all of December will fall under Black Friday, mm-hmm. I think is, I, I don't know. It seems like it's the black quarter, but you know, it's buy, buy for this person and don't forget to get a gift for that person. And, and, you know, we have to keep things equitable and fair. And you know, what does that all, what does that all mean? Because really what it means, like Tony was saying is a lot of times your financial intimacy pillar starts getting cracks in it mm-hmm. because you're like, okay, how do I do for everybody else? Right? Like this, you know, our kids are expecting this and, and my spouse is expecting this and I want to do this for my spouse. And, and what about my parent? And, 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 and and, and you just get into this place where you're like, oh, I can't breathe, mm-hmm. right? I can't breathe. And, you know, we, we reached out to you guys this past week um, on IG stories and just were asking some questions about Christmas and finances. And, you know, 65% of you said that you do set a budget for the holidays, which is incredible and yep. very much in line, Quicken, um, Quicken Financial did a study and they found that out of a poll of about a thousand married adults, 70% said that they did. So we're pretty much right in line there. Now, Interestingly enough, while the majority said that you are making budgets, it's still there are still some gaps in the financial intimacy because you also said that, you know, it gets hard because I want to spoil my spouse, but also stick to our get out of debt budget. Or mm-hmm. we have family, our families of origin have different gift giving um, 
ideologies. And so that gets us into trouble. Or even with a budget, my spouse still stresses about the holiday shopping, or there's always one more gift to get. And so, yes, so 65% of you are doing this, but there's still this stress. Sure there is. That's coming. And it's, you know, like well, somebody, a number of you said, you know, my, my spouse's family has huge expectations for gifts. And no empathy for financial situations. You were, honey, that, I'm not. Saying that's what I. That's what I'm talking about. And right. so having that conversation has to happen. That's that's where I was going with that piece. Well, and it's not just it's not just the conversations that happen between husband and wife. I mean, the financial intimacy. And because this, guys, this goes back to one of those topics. You know, ultimately at our core. I mean, we're taught from a very young age that we don't talk about money. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but here's the crazy thing. Christmas is generally one of those holidays where we're not talking about money, but there are expectations for a whole bunch of people to get gifts. Mm -hmm. So if we don't actually, you know, buckle down and become extraordinary couples and say, all right, well, how are we going to talk about money? Because it's not just the husband and wife thing. There are going to be some of you that are going to be having conversations with your parents or your, your siblings this year going, Hey, so this is what this year has looked like for us. So we're going to need to pull back mm-hmm. or we're going to need to change up how we, like this is taking your emotional intimacy and your financial intimacy. You're, you're stretched. You're being stretched a little bit. You will be. Oh, you will be stretched beyond belief when you have to have these conversations beyond your spouse. It, it They're not easy conversations, not one bit. And yet they're vital again for the two of you. Mm-hmm. And especially for those of you who, who said, Hey, you know what? Um, want to spoil my spouse, but also want to stick to our get out of debt budget. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's real. That's real. Like Elise and I have been there. I remember those years of wanting to do something special. And yet, you know, when you're swimming in $50,000 in debt and trying to get out, how much do you spend? How much do you, how many gifts do you give? Mm-hmm. You know? And so it, it's totally real. So believe us, you know, these are things that we've had to deal with ourselves and they're not one and done. No, it's not, it's not a one and done like, Hey mom and dad, this is the way it's going. And and we're going to just, we're just going to go this way and it's going to be that way forever. No, it's, it's continuous conversations. Things change, be open, honest, and transparent with them. Let them know where you're at. I think that's something I should have done better years ago, instead of just sort of coming down and saying, well, this is the way it is. I should have been more of a, more empathy, more of just like, this is the place we're in. We're we're stuck right now. And Mm -hmm. we don't have the finances. I I came from a place of wanting them to think that we were okay. And yet we weren't. And I should have come from a place of like, we're, we're just not doing the best that we could in our financial, the financial in our financials right now. And so because of that, we're just having to pull back and, and hopefully you'd understand so it's multiple conversations. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, you guys, it's not just the budget. It's not just numbers, right? Financial intimacy encompasses so much more than the numbers. And, and so we have to talk about what are those conversations that the two of you are going to have as a couple and potentially extend to your extended family. But let's talk about that after this word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? 
Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As you've probably picked up in this show so far, building financial intimacy, it, it, it launches off of your emotional intimacy right? Because these are the conversations that you're having. These are, you know, you're sharing around your finances. You're sharing around what this looks like and, and what's the reality of our situation and what can we afford and what does it, what does that look like? And there are a lot of questions here, you know, even starting with, you know, between husband and wife, what does gift giving mean to you? Like this is not, you guys doing this show and actually preparing for this show really got me thinking about some of the questions that Tony and I have never asked one another to really drill down into this because we were, we were having a conversation in preparation for this. Tony and I generally are not big gift givers, right? Like like gifts is number five on love language for both of us. It's kind of like, that's a nice thing, but not like, wow, you like, you lit my world on fire. And we got into this place too, even just around this particular question, like what does gift giving mean? Because we've done the list for years. Like mm-hmm. if I, you know, if he wants something, he's just like, okay, here are a few things that I want and, and me too. And that was actually the model from Tony's parents. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will, I, I, to this day, I can picture standing in um, the newer mall in Ontario all those years ago. Okay. And we'd gone Christmas shopping with your parents. And I remember your mom coming, your mom and dad coming out of a jewelry store and your mom was wearing a new diamond tennis bracelet. And she said something to the effect of, well, I got what I wanted for Christmas. And I remember looking at her and trying to process what was going on there. And she, you know, she was just very matter of fact. She's like, I I just always tell, you know, Carmen, dad, what, what I want for Christmas. And then I get what I want for Christmas. And, and this was like, this is the way Tony's family does Christmas, right? With specifically between the husbands and wives. And, and I just remember going, what is that? like, like what is Cause that's not my family of origin, right? That's not how my parents have done it. And, and so I was kind of like, oh, so, so you just ask for what you want and like, there's no surprise. You just get what you want. And so we've actually, even just in preparing for the show, had to talk through what has been the impact of that mm-hmm. on our marriage, because I don't get excited because I know exactly what I'm getting. And same. And so we actually are, are even ourselves taking a step back going, have we missed something in doing it this way for the last 24 years? And can we change mm-hmm. what that looks like? And that may be a conversation the two of you need to have. have. Have you, has the gift giving taken on something else because of family traditions that maybe the two of you are like, huh, that's not working for us. It's easy, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I got to, even as we were discussing the show, because I'm like, yeah, well, here's why I don't get excited about Christmas. Like, I, I could just order off Amazon and I know what, like, you know, have Amazon wrap it and I know exactly what it's going to be. Like, big deal. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to actually get a surprise? Right? Other questions. W- what does gift giving represent? You know, like Tony was talking about how 
you know, in those years when, when things were really tight for us, still being able to give. And so, so some of that was pride, Mm -hmm. I think, not having those conversations either among, between the two of us or even with extended family. True. Yep. You know, what does it represent if you're able to give, right? Just where you are, what you've accomplished. Mm -hmm. And and these are questions you guys that I know are kind of heavy as we're talking about Christmas, but like you start getting into this stuff and you start uncovering who you are. And you start, unc- this is where the emotional intimacy really just like strengthens your emotional intimacy. It, it gets into this place of going, okay, who are we as a couple? And, and how is this pillar of financial intimacy going to be strong in our marriage? Mm-hmm. Not what everybody else seems. You know, it's not like we put all kinds of plaster facades over our financial intimacy pillar and we're just like slapping it all together. It's no, who are we as a couple? And, and let, let me just say this so too. If you don't feel like your answers go with the norm, it's mm. okay. Like we had to learn this over time. Gift giving to me, it, I, I, like Elisa said, I can go buy it if I want it. Like if I want cycling gear, I'll go buy it. It's cool. Like I know what I want. Got it. And that's pretty much what I've been given over the years. Like it's pretty much cycling gear. It's when, when I'm not cycling, that's when it's tough for Elisa to buy me something because she's like, what do I buy you now? Um, but what I've learned over the years is that I love the experience. Mm-hmm. And for me, a gift is more of like, you know what? We're going to go spend the weekend at this cool resort or this hotel, or we're going to go do something. We're going to go kayaking. We're going to go for a helicopter ride. I, for me, a gift is the experience. I don't need something. I don't, and it's who it's who I am. And I've come to realize like stuff doesn't matter to me. To others, it is. Like having the the new bike or having the new this on Christmas Day matters, and that's cool. But we're all different, and God made us that way. So just just know who you are, and share that with your spouse. So that way, with the money that you are spending. Mm-hmm you are receiving something that you do desire. Mm-hmm. You know, another question that the two of you need to discuss is, you know, what emotions do you experience if you aren't able to give to someone? Mm-hmm. You know, what is that, what does that stir up in you? Because you guys may be looking at your, at your Christmas money this year at your budget. And there may be some people that have to come off the list and, and whatever that looks like for the two of you and getting into this place of thinking through what are the emotions there? Mm-hmm. Because because if, you, if your spouse, let's say your spouse feels disappointment and, and you guys are going through the budget and you know, so-and-so doesn't make the list and they're like, how are the two of you going to manage that emotion together? How are you going to work through that? Because it's real and it's in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and so understanding that having these conversations allows you to actually be able to support one another and say, okay, this is, these are the circumstances that we're dealing with this year. Remember the financial intensity pillar, like this thing can change all like, you know, jobs come, jobs go. You come, you come into, you know, money changes. Mm-hmm. A- and so where you are in, you know, 2020 may not be where you are in 2021. So this is an ongoing conversation, but, but we are talking about it right now, right? What are those emotions? And then how do you, two of you get really unified in this particular season and still honor your differences? Cause you may have noticed, I don't know, Tony, I've been married 24 years. Um, w- we have differences, Oh, yes. We have different, you know, so, so maybe this year you're going to sit down here at the beginning of December and you're going to say, okay, who, who is everybody that we might need to get a gift for this year? 
might like like you can do everyone from your kids school teachers because let's face it remote teaching is no joke um to you know the barista who has to be behind you know, whatever it is to all the family who is it make a list of everyone and the reason i say everyone is because like like a few of you said there's always that one more gift right there's always that one other person you're like where did they come from right but put everybody on that list then what's your total dollar amount there, there's a pool of money what is it mm-hmm you know, every couple listening to the show has a different number and your number is not right or wrong. Can I be real clear on that? Your number is not right or wrong. It's just your number this year. That's all that is. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's a fact. It's not a feeling. It's just a fact. Then you can get into this place of going, okay, well, especially if you have more people on your list than dollars that you think that you can match up then how can you do, like Tony said, how can you get into the experiences? What can you invite somebody to go do that maybe isn't, you know, the latest sweater from from the department store, but it's time with you. It's an experience with you. Are there homemade gifts and, and that you can put together that actually have more value over the long term than a new sweater? And I'm not, I'm not, I love sweaters. I'm not discounting sweaters at all. I just got two new ones this week. Um, but, but to look at that and say, okay, what can, what can I give of myself? Because at the end of the day, you guys, how you're giving of yourselves, and this goes with, with your spouse, right? Like I'm, I'm still thinking about the, the comment that said, I want to spoil my spouse this year, but we're in this get out of debt, like, you know, nose to the grindstone place. And, and, and my mind goes to, okay, what, what are those date at home ideas? Like how creative can you get? Could you mm. put together a book of date ideas that, that isn't going to necessarily cost you anything? It's going to honor your budget, but oh my gosh, she's going to open it up or he's going to open it up and it's going to be 12 different date ideas with you this year spoiling your right. spouse. Yeah. Right. How creative can you get? Don't let, don't let the dollars, whatever your budget looks like, keep you from being creative and saying, I'm still going to show love. Get, get, you have time. Get creative and, and, and be proactive when it comes to the expectations of others. And that could be your spouse mm. this year. That could be your children. That could be your extended family. That could be, you know, the people in your neighborhood, like whatever that looks like. But extraordinary couples, you guys, we get really good at understanding the fact that people have expectations. Yep, they do. And if we can be front-footed, and what I mean by that is be proactive, it means having the hard conversations early. It means saying, here's what the circumstances are early. Then you can actually, you can go a long way to building extraordinary relationships because you're taking the lead on those conversations. You're taking the lead and saying, Here, here's what our circumstances are. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's what this, here's what our, fi- and like, I'm not saying you have to go tell everybody how many, how much is in your Christmas budget this year. Like, let me be real clear. You don't have to go uncover yourselves like that. But if this is a harder year, if th- if your circumstances have changed here, just say, hey, it's a little bit of a different year. Or if it's a great year. I mean, it could go the other way as well. It, it exactly. doesn't, it doesn't, it's not always like things aren't going well. I mean, it could be that it's been a great year and that's awesome. Celebrate people. Celebrate them if you can do that. Celebrate your spouse, your kids. Go for it. Here's the big thing though. Have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Have the conversations. Open up, guys. Get involved, and and I and I'm saying this, and, and even putting the spotlight on myself. Sometimes in in this time of year, it's easy to just be like, all right, well, that's our budget. Go figure it out. 
And then it's like, all right, well, I'm just, I'm moving on. Like you go do it, honey. And in all honesty, we're part of the process. So just jump in, get involved in some way, shape or form, whatever way that may be for you guys have that discussion. Like who's buying what for who discuss that and how, you know what? And then do it. That that's the biggest thing for both of you guys. For the two of you is if you choose to put a budget of whatever amount of money and then, hey, both of you are going to make sure that you take care of XYZ person and, and maybe split the others, then do it, you know, mm-hmm. go for it, you know, discuss it. There, there's so many nuances and this conversation can go in many different ways for the two of you. Allow it to go there so that way the two of you have and can enjoy your Christmas this year without having to come on the other side of it going, oh my goodness, we had no plan. We followed nothing. And now we're sitting here going, we have a bunch of debt on our plates. Instead, let's look at it from another angle and go, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's put a budget out there. Let's stick to it. And then this way at the end of it, we've learned something. We've tested something. We've tried something. Did it work? Yes. No. And then next year, Let's talk, let's hit it sooner. Let's talk about it in January. Let's talk about it in February. So that way we're already attacking our Christmas shopping and know that we're attacking our financial intimacy. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. Thank you so much for being part of the one family. We truly know that by you guys jumping in to your Christmas shopping now, and hopefully you've already even discussed it before this, but you're going to have an amazing Christmas season. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.